Greetings, Hempster. Thank you for tuning in to another hemp episode of Hemp Aware Radio. This is your hemp entrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp, here to hemp power your hemposphere as usual. And you know, hemp entrepreneurs and companies around the world are, are struggling to market their products correctly. And it really doesn't have to be that way. At HempAware, we provide strategic digital marketing and branding services so that hemp entrepreneurs and hemp companies can transform the world with their hemp products and ultimately transform the planet in the way that we operate, the way that we live our lives and do business. And so if you're struggling to get traffic to your website or convert that traffic into ongoing sales, and if you need any help with content creation or your marketing in any way, visit hempaware.com and check out some of the valuable free resources that we've put together for hemp entrepreneurs and hemp companies like yours. On today's show, I'm excited to introduce you to a company called Heritage Clothing. Heritage was formed by an inspiring young gentleman named Miles Lazar. And as he recently launched a hemp clothing brand, the goal of Heritage is to design and create a new ultra-sustainable era for hemp clothing made in the USA. And to launch the brand, Miles has teamed up with a U.S.-based company. It's an agricultural tech company called Nine Fiber to produce the first of its kind hemp hoodie, which will uh, we will actually be talking about on this show, amongst other things, as well as hearing about his inspiring story and what he's doing to make the world a better place with hemp. So, hempsters, as you very well know, it's been way too long since hemp was known for what it really is. It's an essential solution for food, homes, clothing, plastics, fuel, medicine, and so much more. So, if you're ready to take your hemp game to the next level, you're going to love today's hemp episode. And so, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Miles Lazar, the creator and owner of Heritage Clothing, to the show. Thank you so much for joining me, Miles. Hi, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Nice. And you actually just interviewed me on your Heritage podcast. I appreciate that. Tell me, um, before we get into what you're doing to market your brand and get your products out there, let us know a little bit about your background and kind of what led you up to wanting to create this hemp clothing company. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it started back in high school. I was always kind of business-minded. So I took a couple business courses. I took an incubator course that allowed me to like come up with my own idea for business and kind of take it from A to Z, so to speak. And when I was brainstorming ideas, I found that I was trying to create something that I would myself really enjoy and like what I like. And I grew up in Chicago very brutally cold in Chicago, especially in the wintertime. And I would always just walk outside to the bus at like 6am in a hoodie because I was a stubborn high schooler. (laughs) I've grown smarter since then. And I was just thinking, why don't I just try to make the best hoodie possible? Because hoodies are what I'm comfortable in. And let's see what I can make. And through research, I literally Googled like what is the best clothing material out there and hemp was one of the options that sparked my interest because I think at the time, which was around, I want to say 2015, 
I just had no idea really what hemp was. I probably assumed it was just like cannabis. It's just something you smoke. But given that kind of initial knowledge, I was intrigued. Like, oh, you could consume it and make clothing out of it? What's the deal here? And then I just researched it and I found that hemp and cannabis, are, it's the same plant family. And I just kind of became enamored with it because it's good for the planet and it's a great textile. So I was wondering why isn't this stuff everywhere? What's what's the deal? What's going on? And at that time, the the regulations that have been stocking up over the past, you know, 80s, years have finally begun to roll back. So I thought it was a great opportunity kind of dive right in and continue down that research hole that I've been pretty much in ever since. And it's kind of just blossomed from there into going through the whole process of building the business. I went to college in Rhode Island for entrepreneurship because I wanted to get a good background on the business side. And that means that I kind of just was self-educating on how to start a fashion company since obviously I wasn't exactly focusing on that in school. And so everything I've been learning and doing has just been kind of on the fly as I go along because it turns out starting a fashion brand isn't as easy as following articles of organization and making something at this many steps in between, which I've quickly learned. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of led us here today. That's awesome. So it just came from that personal firsthand experience of living in a really cold environment, seeing the environmental destruction or just the effects of the current fashion industry. And then, like you said, going through that incubator and brainstorming different ideas. It was just a natural evolution to create this clothing company. And being a wordsmith myself, I, I love the origins of words and the power of words. So heritage is a play on heritage, obviously. But tell me a little bit more about what inspired you to come up with this brand name and what's behind the name. Yeah, so it's not a necessarily romantic story, in my opinion, but I wanted to kind of follow the Apple playbook. If I remember correctly, they wanted something that would appear first in the phone book at the time so people could easily find it. And I thought that was a good idea. I initially wanted just something very clean and kind of, I don't know, smooth coming out the mouth like air. Air is a simple word to remember. It's a basic component of life. Everyone breathes air. And I remember just kind of thinking about how I can make it a little bit unique. And I was thinking how there is a suffix that is A-I-R-E. And that's in words like billionaire, millionaire, visionary. And I looked up the actual definition of that suffix because I was just curious. And it and it's roughly defined as characterizing someone by the stem of that word. So obviously billionaire, you have billions sort of thing. And I wanted that to be the name just air because kind of like if you're buying him clothing, you're kind of taking the power of labels instead of someone else labeling you. You're taking that ownership and be like, I'm labeling myself as a more eco-conscious person. And unfortunately, someone else had the brand named air it's a completely different industry but i want to be like clean break i want no one to be the same as me type of thing and as i learned that 
humans and hemp have a long heritage go- together going back millennia. And so I just kind of smashed those two words together and here we are. I love it. That's super inspiring. It is unique. It's different. I love the play on the word air because, um, I mean, we need water, we need food, but you can't live more than a couple minutes without air. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's really cool. So, and plus, you know, heritage is all about culture and legacy or history. And so you're rewriting history or you're creating a a new story with this tool, this vehicle for reprogramming consciousness about what hemp is and what it's not. And so I really like that. I think it's going to be effective in your, your marketing and branding and all of that. Thank you. I would like to just add that, like, it was kind of, I like to think about it as like everything just kind of happened for, you know, happened as it should, because also through my research, I found that, you know, traditionally or historically hemp was used for naval applications like rope because it survives the salinity of oceans. And that is actually incorporated into the logo, the embroidered kind of rope around the word heritage. And that's kind of hearkening back to part of hemp's heritage being traditionally rope for multiple applications. So it all just happily ended up working out, which I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I I think one of the first uses of hemp was for rope Um, and one of the widest uses across all countries and or many countries across many generations, many centuries. So that's really cool and appropriate for sure. So it's a unique name. It's it's definitely different. What would you say you are doing differently than other hemp clothing companies that are on the market with your product line, your brand? Yeah, I would say one one of the key things that I'm trying to focus on is instead of going with the stereotypical tree-hugging hippie tie-dye persona, I'm trying to go more into the mainstream kind of street fashion, urban fashion scene. So introducing hemp is not just this novelty thing that only a, a small subset of people do, but normal people who live in cities, buy Nikes, live a classical Gen Z life can also wear hemp, not because it's this niche sustainable thing, but it's a cool piece of clothing that looks modern, looks hip, and can kind of naturally blend into what people are wearing right now. Yeah, I I remember for the longest time, there was just, you know, hemp t-shirts, and they were boxy and almost like a burlap sack, just, you know, cut some holes and put some sleeves on it. And over the years, there's definitely been more higher fashion and people trying to create cool looking hemp clothing products, but it's still pretty hard to find. So I I think you're able to fill a niche in, in a gap in the market that's needed, but will also be powerful for getting the message about the sustainability and environmental benefits of hemp getting into the streets and getting into people that are living the the mainstream lifestyle. So that that's super powerful. What are, are some of the reasons you feel like are, are so crucial for more people to be utilizing hemp 
clothing or just hemp products in their daily lives? Yeah, I'll just sound like a broken record along with all the other climate conscious people. The the planet's health is not doing okay. It's a very dire situation indeed, but instead of kind of focusing on the climate alarmism, I want to focus on the the hope aspect of it and the fact that people do have the opportunity, people do have the power to turn the needle ever so slightly into a healthier direction. We don't have to write off that the planet's dying in two years and just end it all and just not care. We can actually use more sustainable products, shop more sustainably, and we can move the needle again, however small, into a positive direction. And more specifically, why use hemp? Hemp has many different uses. It can be used in most sectors of industry today. And I can only speak really for the clothing. I read about, you know, the CBD benefits, the the lotions, the topicals, the food, but really the clothing is where I see the most promise because the textile industry is one of the most polluting industries on the planet, only second to oil, which is putting into perspective how detrimental the industry is to the environment. I know we're going to touch on some of the statistics a little later, but really hemp is a great alternative to use and try to clean up the industry's image and impact on the environment. No doubt. Obviously, there's health benefits to consuming hemp foods, hemp seed oil, Mm -hmm. hemp protein powder, hemp seeds, and you can use the fiber for many applications, not just clothing, but we're seeing hempcrete and hemp building materials, which are going to allow our environments to be healthier to live in, but also have a much lower impact on the environmental degradation. And I I love that you're focused on the clothing because number one, it's a consumable product. People, we have to wear clothes. (laughs) Yeah. The law, if you're going out in public (laughs) in most places and people often care about how they look, you know, that's, it's a big part of it. So being that you're influencing the way people express themselves or you're giving them the power to express themselves, you're doing that in a way that's in alignment with a lot of people's values these days, which I know we're helping you with your brand strategy and and you're focused on millennials and Gen Zers and a lot of these groups of people that are coming up see the problem that our trees are getting cut down and all this pollution from petroleum is being put into our atmosphere. And so it's really cool that they can make a buying decision that they know is going to have a small effect, but in the wider perspective, it's going to have a a really big effect. And so I, I appreciate where you're coming from and to go a little bit more into what you brought up. Yeah. That's a really interesting fact that the fabric industry is second to the petroleum industry as far as pollution. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like what are, what are some of the statistics that you know, or some of the negative effects that are currently happening due to the fashion industry on our environment? Yeah. So in my opinion, the most famous broad one, which is it's responsible for eight to 10% of global carbon emissions, which is more than maritime and aviation shipping combined. I mean, right there to be accounting for a 
potentially or up to 10% of all of our planet's carbon emissions is pretty alarming. I mean, there's no really other word to put it. It's also responsible for about 20% of global wastewater. So a lot of the wastewater that we produce is because obviously laundering clothes, uh, manufacturing clothes, dyeing clothes, all that goes into that is just adds up very quickly. And then one of the stats that I find is a little less obvious and a little less noticeable is that 35% of microplastics found in the ocean are due to synthetic textiles. And the reason why that is impactful, at least to me, is that every time you're washing a synthetic garment, depending on the way that it's finished, it will release tiny microparticles of plastics into waterways that not a lot of laundry machines filters catch. They slip through the filters and end up in the waterways, which obviously can impact marine life in horrible ways. And it's really humbling, I guess, to think about the way that just washing clothing can really lead to pound-pound effects over time. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know about you or most of our listeners here, but I will be on a hike out in nature and I will pass somebody who's wearing GMO cotton or synthetic clothing and you can tell they just pulled their clothes out of the wash and the smell that comes off of them literally almost like gives me a headache if I smell it for too long and I definitely have a sensitive system but I just can't believe how toxic the chemicals that are used not just to produce the clothing but to wash our clothes the tides of the world and other big brands are out there that produce laundry detergents but i just find that chem the chemical smell that comes off of laundry detergent is unbearable i don't understand how people can saturate themselves and just have that on their on their person on their body all day long so yeah, that that's really profound. I, I wonder, do you know any other negative side effects of these microplastics that are getting into our waterways and into our oceans? Do you know like the other repercussions or negative things that, that happen because of this? If we just take it from the microplastic entering the waterway, if a fish consumes it, not only will it harm the fish, fish don't eat plastic, <laughs> plain and <laughs> simple. And then... That could cause harm to the fish. And then if that fish ends up being caught by a fisherman to be consumed by a human, that plastic's still in the fish. So if a human consumes plastic, humans aren't designed to consume plastic, I don't believe. I so, guess their intestines will turn into Tupperware eventually. <laughs> unfortunately. But apart from the actual ingesting of the plastic, it also it just builds up in the ocean in certain places and it will destroy marine habitats and just degrade natural ocean life as we know it. I mean, it's just interesting that humans design plastic. Plastic doesn't exist in nature and now it exists in nature because of humans. So just trying to take out the excess that we produce and at least do some part in habilitating nature back to its more natural state is the goal. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's some technologies out there with different plants or 
substances mm -hmm. that are organic and natural that will allow us like mushrooms fungi yeah. can help us break down these compounds which is a whole nother topic but one of the things that i'm reminded of and i don't have any statistics on this or studies offhand but our listeners can certainly research the effects of microplastics in our system and what it does to our hormones and can cause birth defects and, and all sorts of negative repercussions. So this is very essential to address as a culture, as a human, our human race to stop these microplastics from going into our ecosystems. So what other aspects of the hemp plant do you appreciate or believe that are going to be really big in our future? If I can be biased, clothing first. I think the other exciting application, which is, I believe is still very new and kind of in its infancy, but I'm definitely kind of excited to see where it leads is a biofuels. I've read a lot about how there is the potential for hemp to be used for different uh, fuel applications applications and once more research and studies and applications that it's tested on i think that could obviously be game changing beyond belief i mean as i said the the oil industry is ungodly to this planet and if we're able to find a solution to have clean energy there's no words that can explain how game changing or groundbreaking that can be yeah, and ironically, Rudolf Diesel, the inventor of the diesel engine, apparently, according to some of the research I've seen, and I think this might be in Jack Herrer's book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, that he utilized plant materials to fuel his diesel engine. And so it, it can be done today. There's technology out there. It's not like we have to think or figure out a way to do it. It was the original intention of the diesel engine creator and even Henry Ford. I know a lot yeah. of people listening to this realize he created a hemp plastic car, but I think mm -hmm. that hemp car was also designed to run on hemp based fuel and, you know, corn and other sugar carbohydrate producing substances that you can turn into biofuels. So that's super fascinating. And I totally agree with you. I see that in our future very much as, as well as hemp building materials, I think is going to be one of the biggest industries we're going to see over the next five to 10 years really exploding. Mm -hmm. So as, as far as your overall mission with Heritage, beyond providing a really high quality apparel line, what's the bigger vision? What do you hope to achieve with this company? I hope for more people to wear hemp clothing, more people to, I guess, the their purchases especially with things they use every day like clothing toothpaste whatever it may be things that you interact with every day to be mindful about what you're consuming and what you're spending your money on so that not only are you buying things that last longer and are good for you and the planet but also good for your wallet because if you need to buy less over time then obviously there's a cost savings there it's to some extent so it's really just educating people on hemp because as you know and a lot of other people know that hemp not a lot of people know about it they laugh off and are like can you smoke your clothing it's like 
now why would you ever want to smoke any clothing at all <laughs> so it's really the the first step is educating people on hemp and it's uh, benefits as a textile in my case and this the second part is having people experience hemp clothing and all its great benefits awesome so ra- raising that consumer awareness but also yeah. helping improve people's lives by saving them money and helping them have less waste so it's a triple win it sounds like it's not just about cool clothes look good feel good but know that everyone that makes that purchase with your company is doing their part to make a difference to have a healthier cleaner world yeah and it's not any money uh, that the company makes at this point is not is not just going to me so I could take a vacation. <laughs> it's just going back into the company for many years to come. Um, one thing to also note is that this is a this is a side hustle. So I work a full day job, so to speak, forty hours a week at a clothing retailer, and this is kind of a passion project of mine that I hope to grow into the main income source that's way down the line, but I really hope to kind of invest in this long term because I see it as having great potential, again, as you said, for the triple win for the the people, the planet, and of course the profit. It's a business Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the end of the day. That's super inspiring. And I, I commend you for having that entrepreneurial spirit, doing whatever it takes to make your dreams come true, but to, to make a difference in the world while you're doing that. So when it comes to, to marketing heritage, what would you say are the channels that you're using and some of the resources or techniques or anything that you're doing to attract some of your ideal clients? Mainly our marketing is through social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, those are our main platforms. And with our podcast, which will be coming out shortly, spreading the word about hemp on multiple mediums and kind of letting people in on the fun because it really is fascinating. The more you peel back the layers of this plant, literally and figuratively, it's fascinating about its potential. It really is. Cool. So it sounds like just really organically growing it, word of mouth, podcasts, social media, creating high quality content, educating people and attracting them that way. Absolutely. Nice. What would you say are two fun facts about hemp that you love sharing with people that maybe are just getting introduced to hemp or maybe they're seasoned hemp veterans that want to know a little bit more? Two fun facts. That's hard to choose because it's also, it really is also fun. I would say the fact that one plant can clean soils from nuclear disasters and it's the same plant that can provide you with fiber or building materials. There may be more plants out there, but I can't really think of one off top that can do all those amazing things. Another fun fact is Dang, you really caught me for a loop. You know, maybe like like a historical. Oh, oh, that's true. Or, you know, yeah. like, was there a cool, you know, like Henry Ford built a hemp car. That's a pretty cool fun fact. Yeah. Another fun fact that we actually just posted on Instagram is that Yo- Johannes Gutenberg, the person that invented the printing press, started off printing on hemp paper. It's really embedded into the history of printing. It yeah. started off with hemp. Now, it may or may not be true, but I 
have heard that the first Bible printed on the Gutenberg press was actually hemp. Yes, I believe and if I've read he's that known, as well. Yeah. And if he's known for printing with hemp paper, then it would make sense. Yes, absolutely. So you're a hemp entrepreneur. What sort of advice would you share with other hemp entrepreneurs that maybe have an existing company or they want to start their own hemp company? How could you help them prevent some of the challenges or if they do run into some of these challenges as being a hemp entrepreneur that uh, would help them kind of move through that or prepare? That's a great question. Everything that I've done, I've just been learning as I've gone along. So the advice that I can impart is just uh, buckle up. Uh, it is a long ride. Um, it is definitely not a get-rich-quick scheme. I know that certain individuals in the CBD boom a few years back made a killing, but that is not normal. That is not everyone. If you plan on getting started with hemp, do your research, read all that you can, because it's amazing, Any anything you read, and stick to one niche, I would say, is another thing. If your thing is biofuels, get really good at the chemistry, the science behind that, and stick to that. Or if your thing is medicine, stick to that. I see that some brands provide the food, the medicine, the textiles, and that's great, especially at a wholesale bulk, like bulk and warehouse before a consumer facing brand that is producing a thousand different products. I like to imbibe my products with value. And I think that when you spread your value, so to speak, across many different products, it kind of dilutes what you're selling. I agree. Yeah. We actually put out an ebook called Do One Thing Hemp. And it's all about making your dot, staying focused, do one thing, do it really well. And that's what will attract the momentum to then expand into a bunch of other things. So I, I totally agree. Staying focused, not trying to do a bunch of different things at once is, is great advice. So I just have a, a few more questions for you. So when it comes to the actual fabric that you're using, you're teamed up with an organization like an ag tech business that has developed this unique fiber that's that's made from hemp called nine fiber. Tell us a little bit more about that fiber, maybe that process, what makes it different or unique from other hemp fabrics? Yeah, so I'll just start by breaking down what my clothing is made of. It's 45% hemp, 45% organic cotton, and then the last... 10% is nine fiber. And that nine fiber is hemp and cannabis agri waste that's diverted from US based farms. And instead of getting it field burned or sent to landfill, it's taken and through a proprietary process, it's, I guess, upcycled into a re engineered textile fiber that's woven throughout the product. So it was really important for me not only to find a U.S.-based manufacturer, but also to find a manufacturer that is being as sustainable as possible. And it'd be such a shame to kind of take a, this amazing plant that is hemp and use it or process it in an unsustainable way, because that's completely antithetical to the plant's entire proposition. So I found a manufacturer that is actually taking hemp waste and helping close the loop in that respect and reusing that into another application. And I thought that was amazing because 
why not clean up the environment that you are using to produce this plant? I mean, mm -hmm. seemed sort of like a no-brainer. How cool. So this nine fiber is produced here in the States or how does that work? So they do source the, the raw uh, hemp textile from China because China is still the global leader in hemp processing, given that they have such a big lead in the historical development. But the hemp agri-waste is taken from U.S. farms and then blended with the Chinese fabric into one complete textile. Cool. And then as far as the manufacturing, the cut and sew of your hoodies, are, are they done here in the States? Yeah, so it's everything is hand sewed in a facility in Los Angeles, California. Nice. That's awesome. So I guess before I go into my last question, where can people learn more about Heritage or get a hold of some of those hoodies themselves or find you online? So you can find us on social media at Heritage, A-I-R-E-T-A-G-E, -E, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, and then you can find our website at www.heritageclothing.com. Awesome. So my last big question that I, I love to pose to entrepreneurs like yourself is if you could have a platform and share a, a simple one to two minute message with the entire human race, everyone on the planet, mm -hmm. What message would you want to share with them in about a minute or less? I would say treat people with love, compassion, respect. Everyone's going through something. So if you just treat people nicely and treat people like someone would treat you, then I think we'd be doing okay. Another thing is to buy, experience, use one hemp thing and see how it goes. If it improves your life, then stick with it. If it doesn't, question maybe what went wrong with this experience and either try another application or try something else, really. It really is an incredible plan. I think that given it all its potential, there's something you could find that will suit your lifestyle. Awesome. Well, it's been an honor and a privilege to connect with you and share your story, listen to your vision and I commend you for taking the steps to make it hempen and really look forward to seeing you at the top. Thank you so much for joining me on Hemp Aware Radio, Miles. Thank you so much for having me. The honor is all mine. Thanks everyone for tuning into another hemp episode of Hemp Aware Radio. Check us out at hempaware.com and find us on all major podcasting platforms. Just look up Hemp Aware Radio and we'll be there to empower your hemposphere. See you on the next episode.